Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 73, Edward. Yeah, don't try. Just don't try. Yeah, but to say I was like, at this point, like youth prospects is the only thing I can think of, but it's not even worth it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, episode seventy three, man, it's crazy. We're we're two episodes away from the seventy fifth episode, which I mean, that's another that's a big milestone, I guess you could say for us. But yeah. um, man, um. The heck am I trying to say here? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea either right now. Uh, you know, oh, football is happening, so we're we now know who's going to be in the in the conference championship games, and it's crazy enough that it is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, and on the other side you have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the LA Rams. Um, I wonder if Spencer's going to go to the Super Bowl again. This time it's in LA, so I don't know if he will. <laughs> but, yeah. but oh yeah, fun fact: Spencer got COVID. So, so that get, that sucks. Get man. well soon, bro. Get, get well, well soon. As, as, you know, as Edward is a COVID survivor. Um, yep. Uh, you know, if th- this is this is your time, Edward, to give uh give Spencer some good tips on on COVID. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Take the fever reducer and then pain medication. Alternating between four hours. Um, eat a lot of soup, a lot of Campbell's chicken noodle soup, because that's all I ate. Bread, uh, bread is basically to help keep your sides. Because even though I ate a lot of bread and a lot of soup and trying to snack in between, I still lost. I think I was like at about 140 or 130 something pounds. I was really bone skinny. All right, then, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, so I'm surprised yeah. you didn't mention tequila. So I mean, dude, I didn't actually try that one, dude. Because I knew it was it wasn't gonna work that well. <clears throat> so that's why I don't wanna I don't wanna risk it. Because first of all, like, you know, I'm taking I was like I think I was taking like Tylenol PM at night and then Excedrin, stuff like that. Um Tylenol, the fear reducer. So it's like if I mix tequila in there, I think I would have fucked myself up royally. No, yeah, totally. But yeah, Spencer, there you go. So stay hydrated, eat soup, and and eat bread. So there's a key giveaway. The key, the key takeaways for Edwards' battle against COVID. Um, 
Anything else you want to add, Edward? Or um, yeah, I just I really hope you're getting better, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he will. Spencer's Spencer's a strong person, so I'm sure he can take this challenge on. Um, but yeah, man. So get well soon, Spencer. We'll, we'll hope for you to be back to 100 percent in no time. Um, but we still got a show to do, Edward. So we do have it quite the show. Um, pretty loaded episode. Um, we do have plenty to talk about in transfer watch. Um, we will be talking about the U.S. men's national team call because the international break is coming up. So that means there will be no no club action going on across the world of soccer. Um, and, and a debate topic that I think is is going to be, I think a really good one. Um, our game recaps announce our players of the week and give you guys some games to look forward to this coming international break and then wrap things up with a three up, three down. And uh, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of being a millennial, which is what me, Edward, and Spencer are, even though Edward kind of just realized like literally last year that he's a millennial. So yeah, pretty much. So, so, you know, Edward's now realizing what a millennial means. So we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with Transfer Watch. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are Intername FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back. If you guys go ahead and check our social media platforms at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter, you will find our bios on those bios. You can, there's a link. It takes you directly to our link tree. You can see all the great ways you can listen to us through, through Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Spreaker, uh, the belly up sports website. And of course the insert name FC clothing store and our great partners, fanatics and audible. So make sure you guys, Go ahead and check out our link tree once again on our social media platforms at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. But all right, we're at transfer watch. And, uh, you know, we're kind of going towards the tail end of this, of this, uh, of this transfer period. So, uh, you know, things are going to start shaking up a little bit more. Uh, you know, the pressure is on, right, Edward? For, for yeah, pretty much. You need to get a player. It's already, it's already, um, what? The end of uh, January. I was about to say the end of December. Final countdown, Edward. Yeah, pretty much. Are you going to start singing it? I'm, I'm waiting for you to sing it. Hell no. Uh, I, already, I already had to butcher Despacito. I think I don't want to butcher that song now. No, all you got to do is just say that one line, bro. It won't butcher it. It's okay. We, we can move on. And we'll go ahead and move <laughs> on and we'll start things off with Arsenal sending Pablo Mari on loan to Udinese. So. Yeah, uh, he he hasn't really been playing, and when he does play, he scares me. And not because not in, not in a good way. He scares me because I feel like something bad's gonna happen. So, yeah, it's a good good business for Arsenal. But I mean, hopefully that that means something's coming in, out, in, out of the woodwork. If that's the case, um, continuing on with some good news, uh, former Arsenal player Kolasniak is has now completed a move to Martial, so he is no longer uh, a burden in my head when it comes to Arsenal. So. Once again, things are looking upward for me, uh, but Arsenal do need to get some players. Um, Newcastle offered $25 million for Atalanta's Duvan Zapata. Edward, how do you feel about that type of move for, for Newcastle? I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty cool, I think, uh, for Newcastle. Um, Newcastle can do whatever they want, honestly. 
like straight up. They can do whatever they want. But well, how do you feel about Zapata? It, could he could he do well in the Premier League or in the Championship? I think he could. I think he could. Okay. Uh, going into the MLS, the Colorado Rapids have signed former FC Dallas player Brian Acosta. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know that Kellen Acosta is now over at LAFC. Um, there's no relation between Brian Acosta and Kellen Acosta, if you, if you want to know about that, Edward. Uh, <laughs> so, um, But yeah, so the Colorado Rapids go ahead and get themselves a midfielder after getting rid of their midfielder. Um, and, you know, obviously, there's still some drama going on, you know, some so ruffling is going on between Colorado and Kellen Acosta. But Brian Acosta is now with the Colorado Rapids. So we'll see what he does there as now he's, I guess, in a, in a better team since FC Dallas is not a playoff team and Colorado was. But we'll, keep, we'll, we'll see what happens with Colorado this season. Uh, Leo has signed uh, Ben Arfa. Damn, really? Yep. So I haven't really heard much about Ben Arfa in quite some time. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know how old he is. I'm pretty sure he's probably... Rough. I think he's roughly the same age as Benzema because I know Ben Arfa and Ben Yedder and him were like part of like a, a promising French youth team um, at, at one point. And then obviously these guys were kind of like overlooked because of their Algerian roots. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, Lille, I guess they're trying to make some, make some big pushes. You know, I believe they're still in the Champions League. So... We'll see what happens with Lille. I mean, I don't know where they are right now in the league, end, but I do believe they're still in Champions League. So I guess they're trying to continue competing in Champions League. Uh, competing about, speaking about teams that are that are in Champions League, uh, Lille. I mean, Lille. Leeds United are interested in RB Salzburg's Brandon Aronson. Damn. <laughs> The the shock is amazing in you, Edward. Yeah, you hear it, right? <laughs> well, well, okay. I was like, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but there's also some talks, some transfer rumors. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll move on to that. It, it involves Leeds United, so that's why I was saying, I was like, hmm, okay. Are you shocked? I don't hear the shock in your voice. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I guess we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, but all, all right. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so just know that Leeds United is interested in Brendan Aronson. <laughs> Apparently, we're gonna get we're gonna get to Leeds United as we go on. Well, I'm I'm just saying, like, okay, basically the transfer is also like, um, what's his name, uh, Calvin, uh, the striker from Leeds United. He's like wanted by like almost every EPL team so far. Like he's been linked to Liverpool, he's been linked to Arsenal, he's been linked to fucking Tottenham, he's been linked, I think, also to somewhere in the Bundesliga. You know who I'm talking about, right? Wait, from Leeds United? Yeah. Striker. Fuck. I know you're Damn. not. Wait, Patrick Bamford? No. Oh man, I'm so tripping. Sorry, sorry. You're talking about oh, you're talking about Calvin Phillips. Yeah, I'm. I'm all over. I'm, I'm all mid- over the place. The midfielder. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, my bad. My bad, guys. My bad. Jesus Christ. I was like, <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. So cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I don't know either. Truthfully, uh, no, we're not on drugs. I, I, I no. feel like that would be a better excuse. <laughs> we're, uh, no, we're just two very overworked guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro, you know who I was thinking about? My God, you were thinking about yeah, Calvert Lewin, right? Yes, that's who I was thinking of, and he's in Everton. I'm so dumb. Oh God. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back on track here, guys. Getting back here on track. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely talk about Dominic Calvert Lewin. Don't worry about it. Apparently Leeds United start. <laughs> uh Luis Suarez wants uh, a Steven Gerrard reunion at Aston Villa. We already have the Coutinho Stevie G reunion. Um could we be seeing Luis Suarez joining Aston Villa? Maybe not not right now in January, but in the summer. Oh, okay. Okay. That was a question. Oh, I thought you were just saying it. That's why I was like, okay, okay. Um, well, what? Oh my god, <laughs> you're out of you. You need some. You need some. You need some. 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 Some, some apple juice. Some apple some juice. Ghosts. Some ghosts. I'm out of it. Yeah, I'm out of it. Um, actually, no, I would not recommend you drinking a ghost because you also need to go to bed. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but no, I mean. I've been re- I've been reading and rehearing rumors about this, and it'd be pretty cool. Like I guess it, it, it uh kind of puts it on the spot where Luis Suarez can still perform at a in a in a high in a higher league than just uh you know like the second division of Spain, second division of any any uh, country really. And I mean I'm not I'm not down talking, but like you know coming to MLS, I think. He's a sexy signing for any team that, you know, wants to get him. Um, but it, he would be, I, I think it would be a good uh, addition for Aston Villa. And, you know. It's, it's crazy to think that when we were talking about Aston Villa at the beginning of the season, this team was struggling. I mean, obviously. They, they were struggling hard. They, were fire, they fired their manager. They bring in Steven Gerrard. And, and now it looks like everybody... Like Steven Gerrard is like the LeBron effect. Like you know how everyone wants to play with LeBron. Well, apparently everybody wants to play for Steven Gerrard. I mean, it, it, you know, and Steven Gerrard's been aggressive ja- this January. Yeah, I mean, yes. you know, you get Coutinho, you get Digne. I don't know if you're gonna get Suarez, but like Stevie G is being aggressive, and I mean, it, he wants to turn this Aston Villa team around. And I'm kind of buying it. I don't know. I don't know why I should be buying it, but I'm kind of buying it right now. I think Aston Villa. I don't think they're gonna finish top four or anything like that. But I think Aston Villa. It looks like they're building something at least for next year to be very competitive. Yeah. True. 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 I think. I think they. 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 Do you think? Uh, do you think it, this is only happening because of Steven Gerrard? No, I, I think it's. Uh, it's. It's been a long time. Well, actually, I take it back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I was about to say, man, Steven Gerrard, that's a pretty pretty sexy name. Uh, <laughs> um, Watch how you're going to say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're, you're, you're almost out of some other. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that's all I could think of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's obviously like 
you know, it has to be because of Steven Gerrard. I don't know if anyone else that you can say uh, can can get people to come to a team like like Aston Villa, especially the way they started their season. Like, uh, you know, well, I mean, well, I mean, you got to think about it this way too. Like uh, in Coutinho's Coutinho's way, you know, like in Coutinho's uh, deal, Coutinho really hasn't really been playing too much at Barcelona. So for him to go to Aston Villa, I think it's like to get more play time, you know, and we both know that. Oh, uh, you so, think? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it was a, it was a smart move on his part and he gets to play with who I consider one of the best midfielders uh, in the English team, uh, prior English team. So, you know, it's... Um, but you're talking about a former teammate though. I feel like there's a connection, you know, like, Guys that have played with Steven Short, which is crazy to think that there's still young players that played for, that that played with Steven Short. Well, yeah, I guess Coutinho's like what, twenty nine? He's about I think twenty eight, twenty nine. Okay, so maybe not he's not that young, but uh yeah, it's a crazy thing. And I think that that's gonna it's gonna be a lord. Like, I mean, Aston Villa were smart in bringing in Steven Gerrard because it's like, well, you know, we may not have the money. I mean, they have the Jack Grealish money from that transfer. But I mean, you know, oh, yeah. they needed to bring a name that people would want to play for. And I think they got the name <laughs> that people would want to play for. And that's Steven Gerrard, especially the way he, he was able to do so well in Rangers. Um, maybe they're trying to make sure that he, he doesn't he doesn't see Aston Villa as a stepping stone. <laughs> but obviously, if Liverpool's job, if that Liverpool job opens up, don't be surprised if Steven Gerrard goes ahead and, and takes it. But yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I think it's interesting what what's going to happen with Luis Suarez. We're we're definitely going to be in Luis Suarez watch, um, especially right now with the fact that you know he's in the final six months of his contract, so he can literally talk to whoever he wants to, as of right now, whether it's to go to the MLS or or reunite with his former teammate. Which is you know it's crazy thing that some people may have forgotten that Luis Suarez played in Liverpool with Steven Gerrard because just it, you know I think everybody remembers him more now for Barcelona, but. Um, but yeah, that's a thing, and it's gonna be interesting to see what what Aston Villa really does. And I mean, I think they're gonna make some big some big signings. And I mean, if they stay this aggressive, who's to say what they do in the future? But exactly. there is that. Uh, continuing on, man, FC Dallas, the the team that I hate more than anything else in the world in the MLS, have signed, which sucks because I really like this guy. I never can tell you, have signed Paul yep. Ariola yep. on an MLS record deal. It's, you know, obviously because they don't do transfer, they do trades, but they traded, uh, uh, FC Dallas traded for Paul Areola with the, with DC United for $2 million worth of general allocation money. I really don't want to be talking, explaining what exactly general allocation money is because to be frank, I still have no fucking idea what that means. There's target allocation money. There's general allocation money. I, MLS is so fucking confusing. Um, I think general is all together. Like you transfer and transfer and you know all kinds of different stuff. There's general allocation money and then there's target allocation money. What the what is the target? I have no idea, but there it is. But anyways, it's an MLS record tra- trade. Even though it's I, it's a transfer. It's a transfer MLS. Just say it's a transfer. Good God. Um. All right. <laughs> But Pariola is not going to be playing for FC Dallas, and that's going to hurt me because now I have to hate him. Um, so, sorry, Paul. Like, I got, I got to hate you now. If I ever have you on the show, I'm going to mention that I have to hate you because you're with FC Dallas. Um, 
I have to. I'm, I'm just, you're a cool guy, and I love your work ethic. I forgot you're 26 years old, by the way. <laughs> I really did. I was like, what? Paul Ariel is 26? <laughs> For some reason, I thought he was my age. <laughs> but that just hurts me even more. Anyways, before I, before I lose my self-esteem, um, Arsenal Damn. have submitted an offer for New England Revolution goalkeeper Matt Turner. Damn. It's happening. I word. He's finally going to Europe and be back yep. up to Aaron Ramsdale. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually kind of the move I wanted him not to make. Because <laughs> it's cool to see him play for Arsenal. I'm a rock with him because he's an Arsenal player. He, he, he would be an, ideally an Arsenal player. But it's like, this is not where you needed to go. You needed to go. I mean, unless you, I mean, could he compete with Aaron Ramsdale? That's definitely a possibility. But the way Ramsdale's been playing with Arsenal, it's really hard to say that he will. Um, because Ramsdale is just, he looks really good. I mean, you know, props to him. But I would definitely would not be mad if Matt Turner somehow gets the starting job for Arsenal because one, it's good for the U.S. men's national team, and two, an American's playing for Arsenal. So that's pretty dope in all in all sense. But but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think obviously this is kind of that, you know, Arsenal's trying to move away from Leno, which hurt that also still hurts my t- you know, that hurts me a little bit. But yeah. you know, you bring in you bring Matt Turner, a really good shot shot uh shot stopping goalkeeper, um, that could bring some competition for for Aaron Ramsdale. Plus, you know, it's not as expensive as, as Leno is. So it's a win-win for Arsenal. It's a win-win for me. And um, I mean, the only thing is now, now you have, you know, uh, Zach Steffen, who, who's a, who's the backup goalkeeper at Manchester city. I would say initially Matt Turner would be the backup goalkeeper for, for Arsenal. And uh, Ethan Horvath, I haven't really heard much from him since his, he made his move over to, um, Oh yeah, Nottingham Forest. So it's not I. You know, as a U.S. men's national team fan, this is definitely not what you want to be seeing. It's cool that they're playing in Europe, but at the same time, it's like you want them to play. <laughs> so it's it, it's a it's a double edged sword here, Edward. It's a real mm-hmm. double edged sword, but it's really interesting. It I you know if Matt Turner does become a, a player for Arsenal, best believe I'm getting I'm getting me a Matt Turner jersey, <laughs> but. But yeah, uh, I think that's really cool. And also, oh, how do you feel, Edward? What do you think about Matt Turner going to Arsenal? Possibly going I mean, to Ar- Arsenal. I mean, I think uh, honestly, I, I think that would be a good a good deal for him. Um, so maybe at that point, like he won't. I think he'll have more playing time. You know, it's it's kind of that way. At least he can uh, he can get better than what he is as a goalie. So yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'm I'm okay with this move. Like, I, I I would like it for it to happen. I think he can actually take the number one spot. Yeah, and I, I believe so too. It, it's not going to be easy, but I definitely believe he can. Yeah. All right. Moving on, and this might hurt your feelings a little bit, Edward. Ansgard Knopf goes on loan to Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, <laughs> what? No, because you're like, it might hurt your feelings a little bit. Well, it doesn't so, it? It does. So, I mean, how, how, do you, how do you 
excuse me, how do you think I feel like one of the young prospects going over to a rival football team, you know? Is is that your is, for really a rival? <laughs> I mean, if he's no if he ends up scoring a goal against them and it's the winning goal, yes. All right. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, uh, maybe he's not getting playing time. Which is crazy to think that, I mean, that that's probably the argument to be made. But I mean, yeah, if you could, it's, it's, he's a he's a winger, so and you know, Dortmund has a yeah, they have wingers, they have midfielders, so and I mean, they have a striker in Haaland, so I mean, to try to dethrone Haaland as a, as a as a as a striker as the number one striker for Dortmund, yeah. Good luck with that. So, so hopefully, yeah. I I didn't see anything about a possible like a uh, option to buy because I mean I, I'm sure Dorman are not stupid. So, that I mean, yeah, I think he's just going on loan. I think he's just going on loan. Yeah, it's just a loan. So, uh, give them a chance to play, play some more minutes. Yep. I mean, that that's pretty straightforward. So it could benefit uh, Knopf a little bit to to get some playing time so that way he can. Come back to Dortmund and be an even better player. Yep. So not not so much hurt hurt is there, but but not a too much. Bit. Not too much. Just a little. Just a little. All right. Going back to the ML- there's a lot of MLS stuff. Just letting you guys know. Uh, going back to the MLS, the Columbus Crew have signed Will Sands, which is the brother of James Sands. So he did. He was with NYC NYCFC. Uh, apparently, they. I guess there was. I don't. I don't know what the hell happened, but. Somehow the Columbus crew ended up getting Will Sands. Is that's all you need to know? So, and obviously you guys know James Sands is now playing at Rangers right now in the Scottish Premier League, um, doing really well. Obviously, got a call up with the U.S. Men's National, gets calls with the U.S. Men's National team. So maybe Will Sands could, uh, apparently also center back, center midfielder kind of player. Maybe can maybe we can have a brother partnership going in the future for the U.S. Men's National team. But obviously he needs to play first for Columbus crew and see what what happens there. But uh, interesting yeah. move for Columbus. Uh, I think just an interesting move in general. You know, just having a little little brotherly rivalry going on there, maybe in the future. <laughs> All right, and like I said, there's there's a lot of a, a lot of MLS coming out here. So the LA Galaxy have signed uh, former Toronto FC player uh, and California native Mark Delgado. Um, he was part of those championship teams at Toronto FC. So I guess LA is trying to bring some 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 championship experience over to their club because you know obviously they didn't make the playoffs last season. Um, so so they're adding trying to trying to bulk up that midfield for the LA Galaxy, and they're they're not done yet because they're looking to sign Douglas Costa. Oh man, <laughs> I really don't know how old Douglas Costa is now. I'm pretty sure he, he's he's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't let's you guess remember? Let's guess the age. Edward. Don't you? I think he's. I think he's twenty. I think he's twenty-eight. All right, twenty-eight. I'm gonna go with thirty-two. And he's thirty-one. Uh But yeah, so. LA Galaxy are looking to bring in Doug. That's actually not that bad of an age. You can still ball. 
Yeah, he can still ball. If he still has that crazy ass speed, he can still ball. This is this is not a retirement league move. I mean, he's 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 right now playing for Gremio, but I mean, LA Galaxy are looking. You know, obviously, it it's not the LA Galaxy unless they go and get some go get some big name slash slash players. And I think Douglas Costa definitely fits that mark, um, for sure. I mean, they I think they lost a designated player spot because obviously, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos is now playing for America. So I mean. There you go. LA Galaxy making some moves. Um, continuing on with the MLS, Ezekiel Barco, former Wonder Kid, former the next Messi. Um, I guess things didn't work out at Atlanta United, and he is set to go to River Plate in Argentina. Uh, I guess looking to get some form back and possibility of, I guess you can say, revitalizing the Messi gene, I guess. Yeah. Once again, guys, just stop. Stop. Just stop calling these guys the next Messi. The next anything of, to be honest, man. Just, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of good players tend to get into their own heads just because of that. So yeah, so yeah just very carefully with that, man. Just I mean, that's what happened with Boyan. That's what happened with um, who else was it? It was Boyan. Then um, who else? Who else? Who else? Because there was another. Oh, Shab. Uh, no, no, not Shabby Simmons, but uh, who else can I use as an example? Oh, Gerard De La Fell, They were saying that he was the next one. Um, like <laughs> Kagawa. They, they were all Kagawa, Shinji Kagawa. They were saying that he was the the Japanese Messi, right? No, or the Korean Messi. He's Japanese. He's Japanese. So yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, man, that I, I guy just, fell off. He fell off hard. Dortmund, yeah, he should have never left. That's another player that should have never left Dortmund. Yeah. Oh, I thought everyone was going to say something. I mean, he did go to Manchester. No, United. I mean, Manchester United. Yeah, really he, he did. They didn't. They didn't really get to. They didn't really get to do a lot of. Uh, a lot, a lot with him, honestly. Like, I think, I think. He was good as a center attacking mid endorsement, and it's just, I guess, I guess endorsement maybe were like, okay, he's of age. I think they let him go at what 23, 24? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We 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 need to do we need to do better as as soccer fans to like just let's just get excited for Barco. Like, can we just get excited for? Bar- I mean, obviously, we can't be excited for Barco anymore. He, it, it didn't work. He didn't work out in the MLS. Well, actually, well, I mean, he won an MLS Cup. I mean, well, but that was with Tata Martino. But I mean, he had some success. I mean, it just he wasn't consistent. Um, so, but yeah, let's just let's just enjoy the players, man. Let's just do that. Um, so let, let, that's it. Um, moving on, Cristiano Ronaldo. To talk with Manchester United, they're gonna he's gonna have a meeting with Manchester United, and it seems that the topic will be Champions League or out. Mm. How do you feel about that, Edward? Well, um, um, honestly, I don't know, man. He's a good, he's a great player. I'll give him that. He's, he has a legacy at Manchester United. It's just, it's very, very hard to to swallow the truth that you know he 
he's a he's in good form and he's a really good ball player, but it may be time for him to go out already. Like to, I guess either consider retiring or just move on to a different league. Super team? Maybe that. Even though the super team's not really looking that super right now. Messi's not. He's only scored one goal in the league, so. That's yeah. true. Maybe Ronaldo should just go go play in the MLS already. Uh, I mean, well, he's, he can still super play. Team like that. He can still play, but I'm, I don't know. You're over here talking about having him consider retirement. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think the issue is that Ronaldo, I mean, the question really is, and I, I mean, we did touch up on this as a debate topic. And the, and the question for me was, can he, can he be patient enough with this rebuild? And I don't think he necessarily is. Um, and Manchester United, there's like so much, like I said, like I've said plenty of times, Manchester United has a roster. It's, there's a roster in there. Uh, it's just, you know, who, Maybe you can improve on certain things, but I think essentially you got all the players that you probably did want to get anyways. It's just a matter of putting them in the in the positions that they need to be in and and, and see for how it works. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I think Manchester United isn't in a, in a Manchester United should be competing right now. Honestly, on paper, they're they're they should be at least at least a top four team. And and, and they're not right now. Or maybe they are right now. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really looked at the table lately. But, yeah, I think... I don't know. If, the question... And I think that was my question uh, in that debate topic was, is Ronaldo patient enough with this rebuild? And I think that's the deciding factor. I mean, does he want to be in the Champions League? Does he want to keep keep live, you know, putting up his, his tally in, in, the, in the records that he has in Champions League? I think that he does. And I think he wants to be competing in those competitions. So... He's going to be wanting to play for a club that's in there. Um, yeah. Whether it is to go play for a team in Italy or, or go back to Real Madrid or, or, or try to, ta- or go back to his home club of sporting, which I think is not, that's not the move. Um, his mom might try to influence that move, but that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> or maybe he does try to go to PSG and, and, and get more su- and have like more success. Cause I mean, he's, he's going to, he's guaranteed a league good title. Um, the Champions League probably not, but I mean a league of titles definitely guaranteed. Um, if he goes there, and I mean, if the rumors are true and Zenidine Zidane is going to be the guy, it, you know that's kind of match made in heaven right there for Ronaldo to be reunited with his former guy. But uh, it, I, 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 I think, I, like I said, I think Ronaldo's in the place where he wants to win now, and I don't think Manchester United, weirdly enough, is not in a win now stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, you already said what I, what I feel either should happen or he should do. <clears throat> Maybe, like you said, he might just want to go finish his career at sporting. Just, you know, do that. Hey, look, Mama Ronaldo is going to do what she needs to do to get make, to make sure her, her son understands. Go back to sporting. Pretty much. I mean, it was just for a season, you know. Look, I mean, coming off coming off as a as a mama's boy, I can definitely tell you, mama gets what she wants. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna. <laughs> it's not one of those. If there's a will, there's a way. It's like, nah, it's happening, bro. So, so Ronaldo can say can 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 say what he wants. He's gonna play in sport. At some point, he's gonna play a sport. At some point. At some point. <laughs> 
And more than likely, like to the last of his years. That broke that dude could be fifty years old, but he'll play that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I definitely believe I believe Mama. Mama Ronaldo is definitely I don't even think that's that's not that's not even the last name. No, it's um Aveiro. Yeah, but I'm it's, like, it, it's just more it's funnier saying Mama Ronaldo. But uh Santos Aveiro, I think. And Aveiro, I think, is her mom yeah. his mom's maiden name and stuff like that. Yeah, but Mama Ronaldo, I think she's she's gonna make it happen. I don't you make it, you make her sound like a cook. Like an Italian cook. Mama, Mama Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Uh, I guess, but but yeah, but like you know, she you know she's gonna like she's gonna and Cristiano Ronaldo's the mama's boy. Everybody can tell that. Shoot, he broke up with a chick because she said she she, she she didn't like his mom. So I mean, that's a mama's boy. So, so I, yeah, he, he, maybe he'll find himself in, in 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 sporting. Not now, but he'll 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 be there at some point. But continuing on, man, and and kind of going back to the MLS, kind of but not really. Uh, Feyenoord has signed Colorado Rapids. Cole Bassett on loan. So another American player going to Europe. So, you know, that maybe apparently no one's going after Italian players. Everybody just wants to go get themselves an American. Apparently that's because I guess Americans are hot right now. So, so now we know. So get yourself an American is now the the new trend here in, in, in soccer. I, I I'm I'm kind of I'm honestly flabbergasted <laughs> to be honest, but you know, welcome to 2022. Um, Zlatan tells Mbappe to leave PSG and go to Real Madrid. That is, damn, quite some quite some advice there. <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Hey, Miss Zlatan, he <laughs> just said, "You know what, man? Just go." <laughs> hey, from one from one journey, man. Just go. <laughs> so, if 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 Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, then I will definitely be giving all the love I can to Slatani. Even though I already do that, but it's definitely going to be even stronger, um, for sure. Going back yeah, to the American trend, Brian Reynolds goes on loan to Belgium club uh, Korczyk. So obviously he has fallen off. He has well, he has. I don't think you can say he's fallen off. He just Jose Mourinho just doesn't play him. So yeah. So he's going on loan, so he can get some playing time. So I, I like it nonetheless. How do you feel about Brian Reynolds getting away from Jose Mourinho? Honestly, that's just a blessing in the sky. Just get away from Jose Mourinho. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, bro. Jose Mourinho is like the ultimate hater of just anybody. Like I, I feel like he just looks at his roster and like he doesn't care who he is. He's like, I'm just gonna hate that guy. Like Pedro Leon, I don't, I don't have nothing against him, but I'm gonna hate him. You know when he looked well, at Manchester I mean- United. Paul Pogba. Have no real reason to hate the kid, but I'm going to hate him. That's true. <laughs> Look, Robo, even Robo. Even Robo. Yeah, I was like, Robo reacted to that too. <laughs> uh, Tottenham. Who was the outcast in Tottenham? Mm, I can't say. Uh, Eric Mora. No, Deli Ali. No, Deli Ali. That's- Del- oh, have you heard? And I think uh, Dele Ali and um, uh, Antonio Conte probably doesn't want Dele Ali. And uh, damn, his name, his name escapes me. Fuck. And Don Bele. And Don Bele. 
I think so. No, Lo Celso. There you go, Lo Celso and Dele Ali. Like he, he's he's. They're talking about that. He probably wants them out. Interesting. Exactly. So we'll keep an eye on that. Continuing on, man. Inter Miami. Inter Miami. <laughs> Inter Miami yeah. won. It's okay, bro. It's okay. Those are, that's the sign of a good, hard-working day. Well, Inter Miami won DeAndre Yedlin. I don't know if he's a designated player or not, but uh, but they won DeAndre Yedlin. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. All right. That's, that's, um, our, all right, moving on. Arsenal are set to offer $70 million to get Dusan Vlahovic from Fiorentina, obviously they've been pushing all this month to get Vlahovic. Hopefully, it pays off for them. I hope it pays off for them. Jesus Christ, <laughs> putting so much effort in this one guy. Like at this point, Arsenal is simping for Vlahovic. Like, <laughs> so they're simping. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they are they're trying to get put everything they can to get this kid. Um, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. Any team would benefit from having this guy, but. Yeah, anyways, continuing on, man. Newcastle want uh, are set to try to make a move for Brett, Burn, Burn Leno. Um, like I said, you know, that's kind of the reason why Arsenal went after Matt Turner is because they're prepared to move on from Leno. Leno can, you know, Leno can at this point has the free range to go for whoever he wants. And Newcastle, I guess they, they need everything. So why not go after a goalkeeper? Um, it hurts because I, you know, Edward could tell you I did like, I really do like Leno. Um, but I mean, he just, he does. just things in a panic. I have a Leno jersey. It sucks now because not all my Arsenal jerseys are players that are actually either going to leave soon or are gone. Cause I have a Bellerin jersey. I have, uh, I have a Torreira jersey. Laca- I have a Lacazette jersey. He's going to be gone soon. And I also yeah. have a Leno jersey. Damn. Maybe the jerseys you get, maybe the jerseys you get are the ones that are like, hey, this guy's buying these jerseys. Let's go ahead and get these guys off the team. Be careful with that Matt Turner one because I'm getting it. Nah, <laughs> I'm getting a Matt Turner jersey. <laughs> jinx or no jinx, I'm getting it. Um, all but yeah, right, all right. Sticking with Newcastle, uh, Newcastle are still in talks for Deli Ali. There goes to show you what I was saying. So. There's a connection right there that happens, mm-hmm. but yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, probably be for the best that Deli Ali just goes. I mean, clearly Conte wants nothing to do with him, so just take the hint, man. Uh, Christian yeah. Eriksen is set to go to Brantford. So obviously, yeah. everybody's been trying to see who where Christian Eriksen will be continuing to be playing, and it looks like Brantford will be the suitors for Christian Eriksen. So. Really cool. Be I. I mean, I'm. I can't wait to see his first game back um, playing with the bees. So I'll be excited. I'm sure everyone will be excited. We'll all be excited just because Christian Eriksen will finally be back on the field um, after that that very you know tragic uh, incident that happened during the Euros. Um, so I, I think generally that would be just a great feel good story of seeing him back out there on the field uh, playing yeah. the game that he loves. Exactly. So yeah, um, West Ham is set to offer sixty million for Dominic 
Calvert Lewin, who apparently plays for Leeds United. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were just talking about that. Well, I was the one thinking that that was it, but uh, he plays for Everton, guys. This, yeah. if, if anything, this kind of tells us even more that Everton's on the brink of a downfall. So, <laughs> yeah. Oof, man. Do I feel for whoever takes over that team? But yeah, so there you go. That's the that's the rumor. Sixty million. West Ham ain't playing, man. West Ham wants to win. I don't know. Calvert Lewin is the guy, but apparently that's that's who they think their guy is. That's the move to make, I guess. Yeah, I mean West Ham does need a striker. Um, you know, I think I was what's his name, uh, Antonio, the Jamaican. I mean, he's had his flashes, but it's not very consistent. So yeah, it, that number nine spot is something that needs to be solidified for West Ham United. I mean, they, you know, they're doing, they're having a great season. So maybe that number nine is all that's missing for them. Going back to Arsenal, <laughs> yeah. Arsenal did a lot of things this week, guys. This isn't me trying to be the Arsenal fan. Like this just happens to be a very eventful week for Arsenal. Arsenal agreed to terms with Juventus to bring. Arthur on loan till the end of the season. Damn. So this definitely helps out the midfield that Arsenal desperately needs to improve. Uh, yep. I like it. It's Arthur. I mean, who who doesn't like Arthur? Uh, apparently Juventus does. <laughs> so so it's great to see uh, a a quality a quality. It goes back to the fact that that Arsenal Arsenal has a thing for Barcelona players too. But it's great to see that Arsenal get themselves a top quality midfield. I think this guy instantly improves that midfield. Uh, it's going to help. I can't wait to see him and Smith Rowe partner up and obviously partner up with Saka or Odegaard. I think this is definitely going to help out Arsenal big time. Um, this this makes me happy knowing that Xhaka will now be on the bench even more until he gets out of Arsenal. So that makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, and then uh, continuing on, Vlahovic plans to snub Arsenal to join Juventus. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, man? What? I'm just like, I'm not trying to talk down on Arsenal. The, the <laughs> definition of a tease, man. A tease. <laughs> Freaking Arsenal over here simping him, like giving him flowers and Lucas Torreira. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's essentially what they do. They're trying to swap Lucas Torreira's 70 million. And it's like, that's cool and all, but I'm still going to Juventus. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, uh, what? What's going on? <laughs> Ars- you know what it is? Arsenal is being too needy, man. If they got to play it off like they don't want him like Juventus does. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's going to be, you think that's going to help? Apparently, I don't know. I haven't heard much that. I mean, I knew Juventus was interested in Vlahovic, but I mean, it's not like they've been pressing hard for him. It's like, ah, you guys are being a. You know what? That's what it is. Arsenal is being a try hard. <laughs> they, they 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 tried hard, and that, that's that's what that was their downfall. But once again, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, it's Juventus, so yeah. So that hurts a little bit. But continuing on, uh, Manchester United agreed to send. Anthony Martial on loan to Sevilla. Mm. So it's it's official. It's going to happen. Um, I think Martial actually took a pay cut in order to make this move officially happen. 
Um, but yeah, so he's going to finally play, um, which is not what's going to happen over at Manchester United. And clearly Sevilla doesn't want Luke de Jong. So like, Martial at least has a good shot of playing with Sevilla, at least significantly better than with Manchester United, where he has to either, they have to either choose between him, Ronaldo, or, or Rashford. And there's even chances when we saw Bruno Fernandes play striker. So yeah. even, even that's more of a, of a better option than Martial, according to Manchester United. So, yeah, pretty much. But how do you feel, Edward? What, make, what do you think uh, Martial brings to Sevilla? I mean, I guess I, I think he's going to bring something different. Because like, I think Sevilla has been playing that uh, Spanish football for years. And I don't think they've ever really had somebody who changes their dynamic like by a lot. And I think maybe Anthony Marcello will will actually be that key to change their 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 forwards. I mean, um, um, so yeah. I mean, that's what I think. Usually, they, they tend to keep it, you know, with players who are of that caliber and stuff. Like they, they try to keep it. Um, how do I how do I explain myself very well? Um, I'm really not doing a good job at it. But they they tend to um, I guess keep that playing style the same. I think he may be the player who like he he'll learn it and he'll play. But I think he'll have like that individualistic that they need, that individuality individuality for the, for him to to show off his his uh, talent. So I think that's something that they are. Needing, yeah, for sure. So yeah, Sevilla definitely needs some more boost in the in the attack, and I think Martial can definitely provide that. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, of forwards, Arsenal are now set their sights on Luka Jovic. Oh man! And how do you feel about that? This is like when 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 you're a child and you see McDonald's, and you you really want McDonald's. And then your mom tells you that you have frijoles in the house. <laughs> like, I mean, I like frijoles, but when you when when there's when McDonald's is an option, kind of sucks. Yeah. You, you, I mean, it's still serviceable; it still fills you up, but it's not McDonald's. Yeah, I officially hate garbage. <laughs> Watch next year, I know where Arsenal signed Vlahovic, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. What are you talking about that I hit him and I'll play the recording of this? <laughs> and you'll be like, well, I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a lie, guys. I was just kidding. I love Vlahovic. But but if you look at Jovic's goes, I mean, I will say Luka Jovic can be serviceable. But I feel like we're back at square one. Like, I don't know if Luka Jovic it can be that guy. To to be fair, I will I will say that. To be fair, I don't know if he can do it. He should be able to do it, but I'm not certain. I think at this point, I'm like, all right, let's try to keep Lacazette. <laughs> so because <laughs> it's it's a gamble with Jovic. I'm not entirely sure. Are we gonna see the Jovic that played at Ain Frankfurt and looked pretty decent? Or are we going to see the guy that played it, uh, played for Real Madrid and everyone thought he was a bust? So you just don't know what you're getting from Luka Jovic. But I mean, I guess at this point, Arsenal is not, not in a position to be be really, you know, I guess beggars can't be choosers right now if you're Arsenal. 
So that sucks. But uh, I mean, maybe maybe work. But then what the hell is Manchester? I mean, Manchester, what the hell is Brown Madrid going to do? Because now there's only one. There's only one striker, and that's Benzema. Unless they plan on switching uh, Asensio over to forward. So they could. They need to get a striker. They could. Unless they're <laughs> unless they're looking to get the uh, Rain, Rainier. Rainier. Oh, that's right, Rainier. Rainier. Uh, yeah, that guy. I got to play for Dortmund for a while, but yeah, who knows at this point? Who knows? But yeah, we you know Arsenal gets stuck with freeholders. <laughs> so, it's fitting for me. Um, I mean, don't let don't don't let y'all think that I don't like freeholders. Everyone can tell you I love freeholders, but he does. It's not McDonald's. I mean, as, a chi- as a child, it's not McDonald's. Yeah, I was about to say, but McDonald's nowadays, when they're growing up, it's like, yeah, I have it, but why do I have it? It's like, why am I getting this crap? Not talking back to, bad to McDonald's. Like, you know let's be saying? real. If When you were a kid and you saw McDonald's, like it was exciting. Like, I don't know what the hell it was about McDonald's, but it was McDonald's. But, and now it's like, now it's just poor decision making. Now you're just like, ah, oh, damn it! I got no choice but to get McDonald's. <laughs> well, it depends who you ask, but yeah, definitely agree on that one. <laughs> um, and 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 to end the transfer watch, we have Portland Timbers legend Diego Valeri announces his retirement. Uh, he has played many years as a professional, including his time in Argentina, but definitely made Portland his home. Won a championship. Won a few, actually won a few trophies there. Not necessarily MLS Cup, but has won a few trophies there uh, with with Portland. And so he he has now announced his retirement, and now he will become an ambassador for the Portland Timbers. Um, yeah, Diego Valeri. If there's one, if if you guys ever had a chance to watch Diego Valeri, you knew he was such an impactful player for that club. It it was it was very fitting that Portland got him because I mean, the dude could play, and it was such a it was a big signing when that when when they went and got Valeri. But yeah, it, it's one of those moves that just it worked out so well for them, and it's cool to see that you know he he made such a, and I mean his reason for going to Portland was actually because he was concerned of the safety of his family because our Argentina is crazy, <laughs> like you know people are like bashing Mexico for 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 homophobia, uh you know shoot they had to they had to move Boca Junior and and River Plate to to Spain for the safety of the players. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, there's, there's, so yeah, Diego Valeri ends up choosing to go to the MLS for the safety of his family. And he's, he hasn't looked back since. So yeah. So congratulations, Diego Valeri. Uh, what an amazing career. And um, well, we'll see what Portland ends up doing. I mean, he was coming off the bench at, at this point with, with, uh, with Portland. Luckily got to be part of one more final. But uh, but yeah, you know, that people come and go. That's how that's how it is. But yeah, congratulations, Diego Valeri, on a great career. All right, Edward. All right, Edward. Headlines, and we're gonna start things off with the U.S. Men's National Team call up, man. So January twenty seventh, we'll be starting uh the uh, international break for the U.S. Men's National Team. Obviously, we record the shows on Friday, so the first game against uh, El Salvador has already happened. So here's our reaction to that game. Wow, I heard that game was was interesting. Wow, I did not expect that score. So there you go. 
All right, but so here is the call <laughs> of stilted fucking voice. Wow, I didn't notice. Expect that score. Wow, that player really put him or herself in quite a predicament. Okay, now I don't know what you're talking about because it's technically supposed to be a men's soccer game, isn't it? We're gender neutral here. We're... Oh, jeez. <laughs> just like, all right. Well, that um, player put himself in a quite such a predicament. You happy there? You happy? I, I was about to tell you. I was like, have you seen um, Netflix, Kim's Convenience? I have not. Bro, you need to watch that. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll add that to the queue. All yeah, right, but yeah. So, <laughs> so in the in the in this international break, the U.S. men's national team will be playing against El Salvador, Canada, and Honduras. I believe El Salvador and Honduras will both be home games, and Canada will be in Canada. Um, sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, so you mean Canada? Yeah, Canada. So these are three very crucial games, especially that Canada game because Canada is the team that's on top of of the uh, the octagonal. It's not a hexagonal anymore. The octagonal. Um, El Salvador obviously had that very embarrassing uh, draw against El Salvador, and then Honduras was a very unfulfilling game, even though they won. Was a very unfulfilling game against Honduras, and then Canada they just weren't able to get the win against them. In, in the U.S. So this is a prime opportunity for the U.S. I, I, I would have to say, I don't know about you, but it, I would have to say the minimum is seven points. You have to get two wins and a draw. I think that's the expectation for this game. I don't, uh, the, this international break, do you think I'm reaching here when I say that? Or do you think we should just go full on and say, you got to win all three games? Mm. The first one. Seven, yeah, sorry. At least seven. The minimum is seven points. If you can't get, if you can't get two wins and a draw in this international break, and I'm, I'm not, not to sound like a dick, but you got to be able to beat El Salvador. <laughs> I like, I like you said, not to sound like a dick, but I'm, I'm sorry, but you're, if you, if you can't beat El Salvador and Honduras because they're not looking great, they're actually at the bottom of the table, so. Honduras specifically being at the bottom, but like, come on! Damn, I'm just, just going to put that out there. Not to, I know we sound like horrible Salvadorans, but let's be real, we're, we're realistic Salvadorans. Well, to be frank, <laughs> most Salvadorans support Brazil. So, if you want to know the, the the Salvadorian allegiance, it's Brazil. That's actually Why? true. Brazil, I have no idea. Brazil, Brazil, or Argentina. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But most most people I knew love Brazil. They go for Brazil, which is so so weird. I guess because there's I guess there's a city in in Brazil called Salvador. So they're like yeah, technicality. So I have no idea why we, we, we root for we root for Brazil, but we root for Brazil. Anyways, so here's the call up. It's a very interesting call up. Um, but we'll go ahead and talk about it. At the goalkeeper position, we have Sean Johnson from NYCFC, uh, Gabriel. Slonina from Chicago Fire. This is actually his first uh, call-up, I believe. Um, Zach Steffen from Manchester City. Matt Turner from the New England Revolution, possibly Arsenal. Um, that's the goalkeepers. <laughs> and defenders, we have Reggie Cannon from Boa Vista. Sergino Dest from Barcelona. Who knows where he's going to go. Uh, Brooks Lennon from Atlanta United. Mark McKenzie from Gink. Chris Richards from Hoffenheim. Anthony Robinson from Fulham. 
Miles Robinson from Atlanta United, DeAndre Yedlin from Galatasaray, Walker Zimmerman from Nashville. The midfielders, you have Kellen Acosta from LAFC, Tyler Adams from RB Leipzig, Luca De La Torre from Heracles, Sebastian Leggett from New England Revolution. I don't know why, but he's here. Weston McKinney from Juventus, Eunice Munza from Valencia, Christian Roldan for some weird reason from the Seattle Sounders. Yeah, I'm going to put my bias in here. Uh, and forwards, you have <laughs> Brandon Aronson from RB Salzburg, possibly Leeds United. Uh, Paul Ariola from, well, I guess now FC Dallas, not DC United anymore. Jesus mm-hmm. Ferreira from FC Dallas. Jordan Morris from the Seattle Sounders, which is, it's cool to see him back in the, in the call-ups. Uh, Ricardo Pepe from Augsburg. Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. Timothy Weir from Lille. And for some fucking weird reason, Yazzie Zard is from the Columbus crew. Oh, man. So, and were you, I mean, obviously, you know my thoughts on this call-up. So, what are your thoughts on the call-up? <laughs> I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a decent call-up. It's not going to be, I mean, shit. I mean, it's not going to be amazing, but, uh, you know, I just. There's definitely a clear starting lineup. Yeah, there is. So. <laughs> Let, let's just, for those of you who want to know what's the clear starting lineup. Okay. For goalkeeper, I think you go either way with Zach Steffen or Matt Turner. I think Zach yeah. Steffen is, is going to be considered the number one, unless you want to disagree me, with me on this one, Edward. No, I think, I think I was actually thinking that the same thing as Zach Steffen. All right. When we talk about the back line, the one thing I will say about this back line, there's four right backs in here and one left back. Why? I have no idea, but that's the, that's the call up. But it, for the defenders, I think obviously at right back you're gonna have Sergino Des. The 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 the, the I, I guess I, I feel like either a combination of either Walker Zimmerman and and and, uh, and Miles Robinson or possibly Chris Richards. But I think Walker Zimmerman will be definitely in that in that back line, and then obviously in that last spot, Anthony Robinson. I think that's gonna be the back line for sure. Um, obviously, if you disagree with me, go ahead and, and state your case. But I think it's you. It's either it's either. I think, I think we're we're both. Yeah, we're both fairly in the same page. In the midfield, I mean, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Yannis Munza. That's your midfield. <laughs> yeah. And then the forwards. If if it's not if it's not Brendan Aronson, Ricardo Pepe, and and Christian Pulisic, then what the fuck are we doing? Um, though I will say. You can switch. You can either switch Brendan Aronson out for Timothy Weah. True, but I think Brendan Aronson deserves to be starting. No offense to Timothy Weah, but just and then you're no one's going to start over Christian Pulisic. Yeah, uh, Christian Pulisic is like the automatic number ten on the wing side. Exactly. So the line there's definitely a a starting lineup here that's very clear and obvious. It's just like I guess. Some of the calls are questionable. Like, why do you call up Sebastian Legit? Why do you call up Christian Roldan? Why do you call up Yazzie's artist? Like, it's time to move on from these guys and bring in guys that need to get, you know, solidify some call ups, try test different guys out. Why do you bring back some of these, the usual MLS suspects that uh, Greg Brohalter and it's, and it's pretty straightforward. It's because Greg Brohalter likes these guys. So, yeah. why? I have no idea, but they do. Um, so that's really the big gripe that I have that like 
you have an opportunity to, you know, call up some other guys. Uh, Gabriel Sanina, like, I like him, but I think that there's, like, also a U20 call up happening as well. I think that's probably where he should probably be at right now. But hey, who, who am I to judge? But, um, Oh no, it's still it's a it's it's fairly a good call up because the fact is that you know who the starting lineups should be, at least. But it is it does suck that the left back spot is clearly not I don't know if I don't know who thinks they could play left back besides Regino Dest, but let's face it, he's a right back. And he should only be playing yeah. right back. But yeah, I, I the call up could have definitely been better. Come on, bro Hawks. Like step step it up, man. <laughs> but the lineup is very clear and obvious. Hopefully that that is for sure. So it should be able to get us at least seven points in this international break. Yeah. That is at least for sure. But you never know with Greg Bohalter. I am not very confident in him. As much as like he's done some good things, yeah, he beat Mexico um and, you know multiple times in finals and, and all that. But it's like then he does this, and then you remember why. <laughs> why you have issues with Greg Bohalter. But I mean, so I'm I'm excited. Obviously, international break is this is this week. So make sure you guys go ahead and check out the U.S. men's national team. Do their thing as they're trying to. I feel like this is make or break it. I don't know about the next call ups, but I feel like this definitely solidifies them. If they could beat Canada, I think that helps the U.S. out tremendously in, in the in the octagonal to definitely at least guarantee them a spot in the World Cup. Because I think this is I think we're if I think if U.S. can win out their, these three games, I think they at least clinch it. To be in the world yeah. cup. So I mean, Frank, to be honestly, I really don't care if we finish first. It will be cool to finish first, but just get that automatic qualification spot. That's the re- the only thing that really matters. Just make sure you qualify for the World Cup. <laughs> don't 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 end in fourth place. We don't need to do a play in game. We just need to <laughs> finish in, in, in between first and third. Just be automatically qualified for the World Cup and you're Gucci. So if you want to test out random lineups, go ahead and do it then. But right now, just try to get us quali- automatically qualified. That's all I need from you, Greg Brohalter. No pressure. Yeah, Some, pressure. Some pressure. Some pressure. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. But uh, the next the next headline I have for you, Edward, is actually a player that didn't get featured in this U.S. men's national team call-up. And that is the Borussia Dortmund wonder kid, or at least what people... You know, I, I'm sure people still believe he's a wonder kid. I don't think anybody should not believe he's a wonder kid. And that's Gio Reyna. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's been dealing with a hamstring in- injury since September. Um, it's It's been rough for him because obviously with that injury, he has just not been able to be out there playing for Borussia Dortmund. We know the partnership that he has with um, with Erling Haaland and with, with, you know, with a lot of the guys from, from Dortmund. Like, he was being seen regularly. Obviously, he's He's now the new number seven for for Dortmund, given the number given to him by Jaden Sancho. Um, but yeah, his injury has definitely been killing him, and and even his you know the manager Dortmund Rose um, is hoping that this international break, the fact that he's not going to be playing, the fact that Borussia Dortmund doesn't have any games, he has the opportunity to finally get back to full strength and be ready to come back come once the international break is over. But even then, it is to be determined when he would actually be making his debut. Well, I mean, not his debut, but his return to the Borussia yeah. Dortmund team. Um, but, uh, you know, but talking about that, like, and obviously, where you've dealt, you know, we've all dealt with injuries. And, you know, 
where are you mentally when you when you have to like not be able to be part of your not only be part of Bristol Dormant, but seeing what's going on with the US men's national team and you just don't you just can't be part of it. Like what's what goes on through your head? What 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 do you think goes on through Gio Reyna's head that he's that he's, um, he's missing out? Um I think basically it's it's more of like uh the way that he feels is um Like me, I'm still recouping. And mine's not a big injury. Mine's literally just a sprain, my ankle, the tendons on the back of my ankle, like close to the Achilles, calf area. But, bro, not even being able to do 100% and like, you know, for our team. And then like, man, tomorrow I got two games. I'm going to go and try to play. I'll see how that goes. And honestly it's, it's it's killing me it kills you on the inside like knowing that you're not able to fully put your like give it your 100 100 and then if anything like you're not able to help out your the club and especially like international duty like that that makes you just feel like yeah you know you want to be there and you're rooting for them from the outside and stuff but it's not the same as you being in the field because then you could be like, damn, like, like I'm pretty sure he looks, he's like, damn, I'm like that could be me. I would have passed it to this guy, not done this or something like, you know, if he sees a small little mistake, just like, come on, get it together. You know, you, you start criticizing and then it starts eating inside of you. And yeah, so, um, that, I mean, that's how, that's how it goes, bro. Like, I think that's, it's eating at him. He wishes, I know he wishes he could be on the field, but he can't. And I know that's that's what's that's what's ailing him. And so to follow that up, man, um, with the fact that there's, you know, he should be at least close to 100 percent. The international break can definitely push that over to where he's at an even better, a better percentage of being back on the field. Obviously, there's still that, what you know, that, that call that judgment call for Rose if he would want to bring him in. As soon as the international break is over, or wait a little, bit, just wait one more game. But uh, how, how, when he does get his return, do you think we're seeing an immediate bounce back, or do we have to see there has to be an amnesty period for him? I mean, if you got, if you think about it, a lot of players that get injured, they do have to do a little bit of rehabilitation before they actually go onto the field. Uh, they have to train with the team for a little bit before they actually get to go in the game. Maybe they play like maybe. 10, the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game, last 20 minutes of the game, just to for them to get a footing, a feel for it before they can be, you know, back in the starting lineup. Just because they, you can't really rush this kind of thing, especially coming off of injury. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you, you, you would have to have like, I, I guess they can do what they did, like with, um, with uh, Mo Salah. I don't know if you remember when he got hurt. They still took him, you know, international duty, but he was just sitting on the on the bench, you know, waiting for him to to get better. They could do that, um, but I mean, I don't know if it would be worth it, especially him, him being so young and he he's hungry, he wants to play. Dude, trust me, I, I'm the same way. Like I I wanted to play, I wanted to play a lot more, you know, and in, in, in our previous games and. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, even my shooting was way off. My passing was off. I was like, man, I was like, I can't do it. I can't even hold it on my own. 
Um, so I know for a fact you get that itch that you just cannot scratch uh, sitting on the bench. Like you just want to be on the field. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I think he should have like a small uh, rehab period. Maybe, yeah, they can take him, you know, but don't get him ready to go play if he's not really 100% ready. Because, you know, they could tell him, hey, so how are you feeling? You feel like, I think the doctor's going to clear you in about a week, but we can, you know, take you and we can get ready just to see, just to measure how you're feeling. Dude, just in one of those games, like, you can get hurt. You know, and at that point, you know, it could get, it could get even worse. Yeah, and then you're back to square one. Yep. No, yeah, for sure, man. I think that I think obviously you want to be patient with him, and I think Rose is definitely gonna let him test the waters before we can really say he's gonna be back with the starting eleven. But yeah, uh, you just want I just want to see Reina back because we know how impactful not only is he with Dorman, but how impactful he is with the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, so you definitely want him. He's he's gonna be part of that that future for the USA. Um, you know, Brandon Harrison has definitely been able to take full advantage of of. Gio Reyna's absence, but we know if anything, now we know how more how how much more dangerous this US men's national team could be once we get Gio Reyna back in the mix. So yep. I can't wait to see it. I'm I'm hoping for Reyna to come make up for a bounce back because I one, I love watching Reyna play. I think he's just he's a really good player. And and I love watching that partnership that he has with with Erling Haaland. So yeah. yeah. I definitely want to see him back in the mix because it's it's fun to watch him in, it, with with Bruce Dorman. So there, that is that that is very true for sure. All right, over the last headline, and it you know what it was kind of we kind of talked about this last episode near the end of our uh our of our episode, and because yeah. it just popped out of nowhere out off my phone, but you know we got a little bit more information on it, and like like I said in last week's episode, Mexico is done. With Puto. Yeah, pretty much. So, if you guys don't know, the Federación Mexicana de Fútbol, or FMF, um, have announced that they will hand out a five-year ban to fans, uh, to fans of the, you know, basically for fans who do, who take part in any anti-gay chants. Once again, the most notorious one that the Mexican fans are usually known for. Which is not really it's not just Mexican fans, like other Spanish speaking countries. I've seen I've seen El Salvador do it. I, I've I don't know about Honduras, but I know El Salvador doesn't. Um, <laughs> and that is whenever the goalie kicks a goal kick, they yell out "puto." Yeah. So and it's like a build up, like "puto," kind of like that. Yeah. Um. So it's something that they do. If you want to know about the other uh, another chant that they do is when they yell out "culero," yeah, and "culero" <laughs> is in fact a homophobic slur. Uh, if you guys want to know the translation of "puto," it's just it's "bitch." That's 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 the translation. Yeah, it also depends on the context that you use it for. But if you want a direct translation, "puto" means "bitch." "Culero" is a homophobic slur. I am not going to say the actual. Translation for that one, but it is a that is in fact a homophobic slur. But anyways, like I said, they they're you know the Mexico has already been punished already as it is by by FIFA and Concacaf. 
being that they're ne- that two home games, they're they're gonna have two home games with no fans, which is gonna be January 30th and February 2nd. Mexico, quite some time now, have had to stop matches because the fans, you know, chanting, you know, this stuff, you know. So it it's 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 been rough specifically for Mexico fans. Now, are they the only fans that do this stuff? No. Let's face it, Liga and is a whole is on its own different level right now of 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 insanity, um, and apparently Real Betis is also there up there somewhere too. But it's just that you know, if I will say if there was one national team that people probably complain about the most about their fans, and where you can tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, but it's Mexico. <laughs> it's Mexico. Yeah. I guess I can agree with you on that one. I mean, if you disagree with me, disagree with me. <laughs> but it, it, and I think it's mainly, mainly, I don't want to say it, but I kind of do have to say it. I think it's mainly the U.S.'s fault. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I feel like the most the. I have never seen people from like this. Whenever I go see whenever I when I did see El Salvador versus Mexico. I didn't hear anybody complaining that they were doing that. I feel yeah. like it, it was like someone, you know, somebody that was at the USA Mexico game didn't like to hear the Culero chant. It, it, they found out what Culero meant, um, and and they're like, you know, the, and they they had it. You know, they went full Karen mode and was like, we can't have it. one. I'm not saying that they should be doing that. <laughs> I want to, I want the record to be clear. Edward here, I, I'm not saying. That I approve of the message, but it's it's been a thing that Mexico fans have been doing for years, and not only just Mexican fans, like Hispan Spanish speaking countries have said these these things. And I'm not trying to say that oh, don't try to change the ways. I'm like one, I'm it's terrible that they do this. I'm not trying to say that yeah. that what they're doing is great. It's just that they've been doing it for quite some time, and it's like it's kind of one of those things that like now everybody is kind of realizing what's going on. And and now they want something done about it, and it's like, well, where was this energy when they were doing it initially? I guess you could say that's my complaint. Um, it comes, it kind of goes back to this whole woke culture culture that's going on. You know what I mean? Um, do these things need to be addressed? Yes, but uh, I, I yeah, like I think, but I think mainly, I think it's mainly U.S. fans, maybe other countries that felt that they were kind of. That Mexico fans go too far, which I mean, to be honest, they do tend to go too far. But um, but like the tossing the beers, like we've seen other countries do, like throw beers at the at the at the field. You know, shoot the the Cowboys San Francisco uh, San Francisco Forty Niners game. The fan the Cowboys fans were throwing beers at the uh, were throwing stuff at the Cowboys players for choking up at you know at choking that game off. So I mean, yeah. like, it, it, so it's not just in. In in soccer, like other sports do this. Shoot, let's not forget Ron Artez attacked a fan. Though that, that probably has more of, there's more of a backstory there, but that happened. Um so I don't know. I think fans have always been crazy. I, I always feel like that's been a thing. But obviously now that someone I guess I literally I just think someone just found out one day what culero meant. And then they're like, Oh, this is not acceptable. So, which is right. They have every right to believe that it's not right. You know, that it is wrong because it is wrong. 
But it's just, it, to me, it's just like, why is it just Mexico? I haven't seen anybody else, like as far as national teams, facing a ban, being threatened of, of having no fans in their games. I haven't seen anybody else do it. And I, I, I guarantee you, other, other, other countries are doing this. Yeah. I mean, maybe because it's more understandable in Spanish. But if that's the case, like El Salvador should be getting a ban. Honduras should be getting a ban. Because then, and then obviously, then everybody's like, oh, it's just CONCACAF. Then, like, oh, you know, Argentina does it. You know, Brazil maybe does it. You know, like it, it, it's everywhere. Like I'm sure French people say things like we know how rowdy Lagoon fans are. <laughs> so I mean, like, Eng- let's remember soccer hooligans were in England. <laughs> Is I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. You know, that I think you can, you can find ways to ban fans anywhere. But it's just really weird to me that it's just Mexico that deals with this. Like, there's clearly other countries that are doing. Just, just as heinous things, saying just as heinous things to players or, or in general to other fans, but there's no punishment to, to them. Yeah. But clearly Mexico's had it. They're, they're tired of being constantly complained to. And, uh, this was the, uh, message that the president of the, of the, uh, Mexican Federation said, with these measures added to the previous efforts, which we will continue to carry out. We seek to end discriminatory acts to stop affecting our national team and to punish the responsible people, not not the majority of our fans who already understand that the chants do nothing but affect us all. We cannot tolerate discriminatory acts. We cannot play in empty stadiums. We cannot put the soccer authorities at risk of taking away points or affecting our sports performance. We invite our great fans who want to support the national team to adopt these measures that allow us to, to count on their support in all the games. He's right. Like, I mean, it, 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 we're talking about a sample size of fans that are doing this. And, you know, it's, I mean, it, it, it's a very loud chant. But, I mean, you know, it's always because someone starts it. Especially Culero. Puto, I mean, that just became a tradition. That's, yeah. That became a tradition. But the Culero chant, it's always one yelling it out and then everybody joins in. Um, once again... I feel like, you know, I want the same energy done to like across the world because it, it more like at first I was like, yeah, fuck Mexico. But now, but now I'm kind of like, man, why is it just Mexico? Like, yeah. that's really how I am now. It's crazy. I'm you're crazy to think that now I'm in a, in a world where I'm actually defending Mexico. <laughs> Not that I approve what they do. I don't know why I have to keep reiterating this part, but I feel like I have to. <laughs> Not that, that I approve what they do. But it just seems weird that Mexico is the one that's constantly being faced with bans. I'm sure there's American fans being wild out there too. Like, why aren't there bans for that? I'm just saying it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting to point out. Just, just my thought. Edward, you, uh, anything, anything to touch up on, on this, uh, on this topic? Nope. <laughs> Not really. All right then. All right, so it is debate time. Sorry, uh, Edward, if you're reading this in the timeline, it says reaction. It is debate. It is debate. My bad on that one. <laughs> uh, it is debate time. 
And obviously, before we get going to our debate topic, we'll go ahead and touch up on our great partners at Bonfire. If you don't know what Bonfire is, Bonfire is actually the people that made the insert name FC Clothing Store. That is correct. We have a clothing store. So if you guys go into the link on our bio, the first thing you should see once you hit our link tree is the insert name FC Clothing Store. Go ahead and click right in there and get yourself some insert name FC swag. Make sure you guys go ahead and post pictures of yourselves rocking insert name FC gear so we can share you on our social media. Make sure you guys tag us, obviously, because that's the only way we're going to know. Um, but make sure you guys do that. Um, we appreciate the support. Not only does it is it cool that we, we have clothing now, but it would be pretty cool to see others wearing it as well. So once again, if you guys go to our social medias and at Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC, link is in the bio. Click that link. You'll see the, the InsertName FC clothing store and go mm-hmm. ahead and get some shopping. Right now, we're very... We don't have very op- many options as far as uh, designs goes. We'll definitely be working on that pretty soon. But, uh, but, but right now, we just have two basic looks and, and we'll, we'll, we'll start working on some, on some cooler designs once me and Edward and Spencer can figure out designing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So thanks again to Bonfire for, for being our partners and providing us the Instagram FC clothing store. Not just us, but obviously the Belly Up Sports Network. So, Edward, today's debate topic is is the national is a national team the next step for Pep Guardiola? Mm. So interesting fact, the contract for Pep Guardiola expires at 2023. So he's on the final year of his contract with Manchester City. Many people think that this that once the contract is expired. Pep is going to be moving away from Manchester City. Um, and it makes sense because Pep doesn't stay very long with many of his clubs that he's been with. I mean, he stays there for a long, but he doesn't stay there longer than he feels needed. You know, you can yeah. look at Barcelona, you can look at Bayern Munich, and now with Manchester City. Um, so some people may believe that, you know, Pep is just going to let his, his contract expire and he'll just go on his next venture. And there's one country in particular that actually firmly believes in this, and that is the Dutch national team. As they are very interested in Pep Guardiola and they're keeping a close eye, um, as they, I'm, I'm sure they've been talking to him, at least showing their interest in Pep Guardiola, um, to be the next Dutch, the, the next manager of the Dutch national team. So with that being mm-hmm. said, Edward, what are your thoughts on the possibility of Pep Guardiola? Going on for the international level, I think it's 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 a good one, honestly. I mean, I logically, think, logic tells you that that's the next step. I mean, it, that it, that at least that I'm surprised he hasn't been an international manager. To be honest with you, um, I mean, he's, been, he's been having it good, man. I mean, would you really leave to have any good? What do you mean like having, it, having it good? As in, like, you see the teams like Bayern Munich and then Manchester City. Then, I mean, Manchester City is not going down anytime soon. You know what I mean? I agree. But when you're talking about, like, Pep Guardiola, who a lot of people deem as one of... I'll, I'll say deem, it, deem him as, like, the best manager in the world. You know, obviously, his, yeah. his, uh, his tactics and 
and everything have garnered him to be one of the best managers out there. Obviously, some people may argue that Jurgen Klopp is the better manager, but um, well, right now it's definitely looking like Pep Guardiola. But um, but yeah, like I mean, you know, it, but it just seems like that's the next logical move for Pep Guardiola um, to take on the, the international stage, like the the scouting and and prepping and and doing the call ups. And I mean, I, obviously, we're I'm not I'm not saying that he's gonna go you know manage the Dutch national team. Uh, I mean, apparently now there's rumors that uh, Everton's looking to to go after Luis Enrique. Could yeah. Spain, you know, Spain be a possibility, or maybe who's to say that that Catalonia finally is able to to break off from Spain? And what if you know they just decide to create their own, create a national team for Catalonia? So they could. Possibilities are endless, or maybe Greg Berhalter finally gets fired, and maybe. Let's just go ahead and say fuck the world and go ahead and get the best manager in the world. That's the pipe dream, and that's probably never gonna happen. But, but just in or 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 ever like obviously this is the this is the rumor that's being shared right now because right now Luis Enrique is the manager of Spain. Uh, Greg Berhalter unfortunately is the manager of the U.S. men's national team, and there's no national team in Catalonia because Catalonia is still part of Spain. Um, yeah. What do you is the Dutch national team enticing enough for Pep Guardiola? I think it is. I mean, it doesn't have some of the players that he's personally looked at, but they do have some great up and comings, and then you do have some uh, some decent uh, veterans on there. I mean, it's no Robin or Schneider or Van Persie, but you know, you you got your uh, um, Frankie Dijon, um, Matthias De Ligt, um, Danny Vanderbeek, um, who else was, um, The Pie. Oh, yeah, Memphis The Pie. And I mean, if you want to include, include, uh, uh, Luke Dijon, I think what all of them. Oh, that's right, one all them. That's a good veteran right there. That's a good team captain right there. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's that's um how do I say that's that that would be the the way to go honestly. Yeah, I, if, I, if if he doesn't go for Spain. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I think one the opportunity has to be uh, appealing to Pep Guardiola. Uh, the only reason why I'm kind of hesitant about the Dutch national team is just because I don't know if, if Pep really would want to manage the Dutch national team. I think if he were to manage... I think he'd, team, he'd want to stay with Spain. I think his allegiance would be with Spain. I don't know about... I mean, Catalonia. More and more, I feel like Catalonia is never going to become free. <laughs> Sounds terrible. But but it, it, I feel more and more that's like the, the harsh reality is Catalonia is probably never going to become a free, a free uh, yeah. country. Sounds shitty once again, but uh, and even if they were to, it, I feel like that's such a big risk for like the the teams that are Catalonian. Like if you talk about Barcelona, if you talk about um, um, Espanol, like the teams that are from Catalonia, yeah, like that's a big risk for them because it's like, oh shoot, <laughs> you know, like how good is our mo- how good would our money be? 
Because that's, yeah. that's what revolves around the world. But I think with Pep, I think if, if Spain were to somehow open up, I think, I, I, like, let's just say that Luis Enrique is like, you know what? I do want to try to take on the challenge of Everton. Said no one ever. But let's yeah, just say he did. And, and, and then, you know, Spain. I feel like, I think Pep, like, let's just, and let, let's, let's just say that what if Pep were to, uh, to win the Champions League, right? Yeah. Wins this, wins the Champions League this season, wins the Premier League. Um, maybe it doesn't get a, a quadruple or, or, or five trophies. I mean, I obviously, I don't think they're in the Carabao Cup. It could win the FA Cup, but. Like, let's just say that he finally wins the one thing that Ma- that he wants to get in Manchester City, and that's a Champions League trophy for the first matches, uh, the first Champions League trophy for Manchester City. And it honestly, it does seem very possible for Manchester City because look at that roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you say that's a pretty good time to walk out? Yeah, but I mean, some people don't really. We just want to leave as soon as. Everything's still great, you know. They wanna, they wanna, they wanna just, you know. But uh, if if Pep were, to I guess they wanna leave everything good. They wanna make sure everything's good. But if Pep were to accomplish everything that he's wanted to accomplish, Manchester City, because he's he's won everything for Manchester City. The only thing that's missing is a Champions League trophy. And like yeah. I said, let's say if that that Spanish national team job is open and and available. I f- and and they say that they want Pep Guardiola. I feel like Pep would have no problem. I leaving. think I think he would take it. I think he would take it. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm and obviously I think the circumstances have to come into play because I let's face it, you know Pep Guardiola is a very calculated guy. But I I feel like if there was a national team, it it, it would only be Spain. I think Spain is the only national team that could entice Pep Guardiola to to make that jump. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think any other team could. I think he would be up for the next challenge, whether that is, uh, you know, going to the Syria or go, go, you know, try to get cha- a Champions League trophy for PSG, or shoot, maybe he just says fuck and go, to, go try, go try to understand general allocation money and target allocation money over at the MLS. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that like. The international stage is, is something as, in, as really enticing for Pep Guardiola. Once again, unless it's Spain. Like, I don't think the Dutch national team necessarily gets him in, enough enticed to go try to go for the international stage. Yeah. <clears throat> and once again, there's managers that have won trophies in the, obviously in club level because there's only one way to get looked at by, for the international level and won World Cups. But I, I, once again, I don't think Pep really. I mean, would it be cool for him to win a World Cup? Sure, but I don't think that that's like what really matters to him. I think he, if the opportunity is great, he'll go after it. But I don't know if international is something he wants to do just yet. Yeah. But all right, guys. So it is posted on social media, so you can go ahead and share your thoughts once again on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. It'll be right there. Go ahead and share your thoughts. If you have an idea for a possible debate topic that you want to be featured on this episode, we'll give you a shout out here and on the social media post. So just you can either put it on the on the debate topic or you can send it to us on a personal message. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. So we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with game recaps. 
Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. All right, Edward, games to recap. What is your game to recap? All right. So my game to recap, and I'm actually going to the Spanish League. Uh, and I'm actually going against the, or going to recap a rival team. It's uh, Atletico Madrid versus Valencia, which Atletico Madrid came out on top three to two. Um, Atletico Madrid had 65% of the possession and they outshot uh, Valencia 16-7. I was about to say Sevilla. Man, I'm tripping. Atletico Madrid scored the two goals in three minutes. Correa and Mario Hermoso on the 90th, 90th minute and the 93rd minute. So it was, a, it was a comeback. That's the reason why I wanted to highlight it. It was a comeback game. It was, uh, it was something pretty cool to watch. I was like, damn. And I, I don't I think it was actually at uh, Metropolitano, or I think it was actually at Valencia. Not exactly 100% sure on that one, but it, it was a good, it was a good game. It was a good game. Let me see. But um, yeah, it wasn't. It was in Madrid. Oh, I see. So. Yeah. But I mean, like, also the other thing that was cool is Yunus Moonsa scored a goal, and it was a, a thing of beauty. Yeah, in that game. So, yeah, so yeah, it was a really good game. Crazy enough that there was a, it took a comeback, like a comeback. Not only that, but just in the final minutes, you know, if you're if you're down like two to one, and it's like you're already at stoppage time, you, most most of the time you're kind of defeated. But that is not how Diego Simeone <laughs> runs his team. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so these guys stayed on it and, and had tenacity and, 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 you know, follow through and they come up big with it, with a, with a game that looked very, very differently. And obviously with that win puts them, gives them a little able to cut through that, through that lead that Real Madrid currently has, which luckily they and were able to, uh, you know, Real Madrid ended up tying with Elche. So that is. You know, a big boost for Atletico Madrid that can get a little bit closer over to that top spot in La Liga. I do believe Sevilla is in second right now, so that's the team that's most mostly benefited from it. But I mean, Atletico Madrid definitely benefited from it, so they can etch etch in a little closer against against Real Madrid. Yep. And uh, Hector. Hmm. <laughs> what is your game? To, what is your game to recap? Your game to, or, uh, yeah, your game to recap. Uh, my game to recap is Tigres uh, versus Pumas. Tigres ends up beating Pumas two to one. Um, Tigres had sixty one percent of the possession, and Pumas outshot uh, Tigres seventeen to fifteen. And kind of similar to, to to your game, there was uh, some some late some late minute magic that happened. Maybe not in the not like the, as good as that Atletico Madrid game was. But um, Pumas, unfortunately, ends up giving up a penalty in the 90th minute mark in stoppage time. 97 minutes to be more more exactly. And Gignac scores the penalty to put 
put them on top against Pumas. So very deflating for Pumas to, to give up such a, clear, a careless penalty. Yeah. Any is when you're so close to to just collecting a point. So, but big relief for Tigres. Tigres is a team that you know we we want to keep an eye on because you know the just the players that they have with Gina being one of them and Thalvin, and then obviously you have a uh, yeah Piojo. So you you always want to root for that guy. But um, but yeah, um, I mean, very entertaining game. And like, like I said, you you like the drama. You love the drama. Uh, unlike Andy, <laughs> I love the drama. So, so I thought that was a really good game. But all right, man, players of the week, Edward, who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week is actually another highlight from that uh, from that game. It's actually the the one who scored the game-winning goal, um, Mario Hermoso. So, I mean, hands down, like, like you said, like they could have easily just been like, oh, you know, damn it, we lost, especially at the last. No, they kept going. And it was a, I think it was like a banger too, like right inside the area, right inside the, the penalty area. He just shot it, he just ricocheted in there. Because I think, uh, I think the goalie blocked it, kind of went back to him, and he shot it in. But, but yeah, it was like, yeah, I wasn't even expecting that to be honest, like that comeback. So, and that's a, uh, that's a uh, Spencer's team right there. So, yep. Yeah. So what about you? Who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Musa Diaby, who scores a hat-trick in Bayer Leverkusen's 5-1 win against FC Augsburg. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that was a big game for him. Had a hat-trick. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely a, a good, a good, a, a rewarding of player of the week. So we're definitely spreading the load a little bit. I'm surprised Edward didn't somehow find a way to give it to Erling Haaland. <laughs> <laughs> Or Robert Lewandowski. But there you go. So congratulations to Mario Hermoso and Musa Diaby for being our players of the week. All right, guys. We have some games to watch this weekend, as we always do, because there's always games to watch this weekend. Um, if you look, if you're if you're wondering about African Cup of Nations, they are going into the quarterfinals. So don't miss out. Quarterfinals. We're almost near the end of African Cup of Nations. They've been fun. So keep watching it. In yep. the international break. So this is going to go all the way to Wednesday. So you guys know about the international break. So kicking things off with Friday. Colombia versus Peru. And Venezuela versus Bolivia. Um, honestly, Coleman and Bolivia, the only action that's going on in Friday. So I was like, might as well share the two the two games that are happening there. Um, so give, give some love to Bolivia, you know. <laughs> So, so there's that. Um, Sunday, no, there's no games on Saturday. Sunday, uh, Canada versus USA. This is going to be a good matchup. Obviously, you know Canada becoming more and more exciting now in Concacaf. USA, they got to do something here, man. They got They got to. They got to find a way to steal some points here against Canada. And for me and Edward's sake, the rivalry game for El Salvador, and that is Honduras. So Honduras taking on El Salvador. Will be the game that me and Edward definitely be keeping an eye on on Sunday because it was yep. that's the rivalry. Um, Tuesday, there's nothing going on on Monday, so Tuesday, Argentina versus Colombia, and two teams that are actually really good in form right now in Asia, Japan versus Saudi Arabia. Oh, 
Okay, Edward. <laughs> and then Wednesday, we have Jamaica versus Costa Rica and Mexico versus Panama. Remember, Panama is also fighting for a top three spot. So, you know, hopefully Mexico can get themselves together to take on Panama, who Panama does, can can surprise you every once in a while, but obviously I think, I think does not are, want to be in fourth place. So Yeah, I think that that's going to be, those are going to be good matches. Because those are going to be like those wild card matches. Like, you don't know who's going to come out on top on either of those games. Exactly, exactly. So those are the games to watch this weekend, man. Make sure you guys keep a very close eye on these games, man. We're 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 getting closer and closer to the World Cup. Obviously, African Cup Nations is almost over, but we're getting closer and closer to the 2022 World Cup. It it's almost there, man. So we want to know who's going to be in it, and this is how you're going to find out who's going to be in it by winning these games because these are these games have definitely a lot of significance because it is World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So, so I can't wait. Ever can't wait. So let's get to it. All right, guys, we're going to take one more break and then we're going to wrap this show up with three up, three down. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right, three up, three down. And the topic is being a millennial. So for those of you who don't know, a millennial is between the years 1981 to 1996, which means me, Edward, and Spencer are millennials. And if you guys probably didn't just found out, you're probably also a millennial. So Edward did not know what a millennial meant, and now he's flabbergasted because now he has to realize he's a millennial. Yeah, pretty much. So our 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 topic is three you know millennials. Unfortunately, Spencer did not send me his three up three down. So Edward, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You go first. All right. Starting with three down at number three. Um, being mistaken for a boomer because <coughs> no, Gen Zers are stupid. So a boomer is a baby boomer. That's a little bit more behind, even behind Generation X. <laughs> so, I, 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 it's it's annoying to be, uh, uh, you know, being called a boomer. Number two is well, Gen Zers. You know, having to put up with Gen Zers and ruining everything that I love about about my about my my period. Once again, if you guys know the one thing I complain about the most about the the this coming this generation is the fact that they wear Nirvana shirts and have never listened to Nirvana. Still hurts my feelings. And uh number one is uh it's kind of our fault that Gen Zers are the way they are. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's whoops, that's our bad. <laughs> we 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 we, we we definitely uh, let loose a little bit on that. So so that is my three down. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So now it's my three down. Yeah, that's usually how it works. So my three down is actually number three. Um, I would say LimeWire. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, how many viruses that we get picked up when we download it? songs or anything from LimeWire back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, for you, those of you that don't know what LimeWire is, it used to be a downloading site for music, movies, videos, whatever have you. Even, um, yeah, just, it was just bad. But the thing is, a lot of people would put Trojans or um, viruses with the audio files or any file whatsoever. And then it gets the virus in your computer, and yeah, it would just it would just plain suck. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like uh, the pirate bay, but just you know, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was number three. Number two, um, they're never gonna know about this shit. Um, so. Being a millennial, um, I guess you say the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo, whenever it would crap out and you had to blow on it and stuff and put it back in and push the power on and, you know, they're they're never going to nail about that. Now they got like the Blu-rays that basically technically doesn't even scratch or if it scratches, you have to really dig into it. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I know you remember that shit. Yeah, blowing into the cartridge, blowing into the cartridge, this blowing shit. it on the co- blowing into the console. This shit was irritating. The the, the Q-tip trick, the Q-tip trick. Uh, no, and the thing is, it's so funny. I think Nintendo actually made an actual brush to clean those uh, gold little edges, those trims in the cartridge. So that way you wouldn't have to blow because they're like, oh, if you blow it in, you used to put saliva, it sticks on there, and then it's going to rust and all this stuff. Like, all this bullshit. And I was like, hey, we've been working for years. I was like, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Um, but yeah, so that was my number two because, yeah, it just sucked when it happened. And then my number one um, Kind of, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with what you said with the Gen Z, with us creating the Gen Z. Um, cancel culture. Because back then, we didn't really have cancel culture. So it's our fault about so, cancel culture? Think about it. We... I mean, yeah, look, no, look you're at, right. You're right. Look at, look at example, like Rush Hour. That was all us. That was our, that was our generation. We grew up on that. Now there's a warning sign before playing Rush Hour or movies like that, or even TV shows like that get canceled because of that. Like was, I said, the off was was there a cancel about about uh, Rush Hour? Wait, you were trying to cancel Rush Hour? Yeah, because it was insensitive. 
What when when Jackie Chan said the N word with the Asian community or even Chris Tucker uh, imitating being Asian, you know, basically like all that crap, like basically stuff that we found funny. And we I'm not gonna lie, this is new to me. You you didn't know? No, I didn't know that people were canceling. I, 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 can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it was in Canada that they actually put out that 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 uh that warning. Like when we were watching it on HBO Max, but in the Canadian servers, and the streaming from Canada. So yeah, it was pretty bad. But yeah, I think it's, it's our fault that cancel culture exists as well because it's like they're so mollycoddled that you know we we were brought up pretty rough, and for oh, I guess this generation now, these seventeen-year-olds. Uh, maybe fifteen year olds, fourteen year olds, like they can't they can't handle that, even though they're they're not dumb enough to watch shit like South Park, but they're dumb enough to eat tie pods. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just yeah. So yeah, and I have to and I as a millennial, I have to live through that. To basically live through my own stupidity, but my own stupidity wasn't as stupid as it's Okay. So, yeah. Now it's your turn. (laughs) All right. For my three up, and I'm going to start at number three. Obviously, I have to start with number three. At number three, I have the Attitude Era. Oh, bro. You had that in mind, too. So obvious, like okay, I'm I'm just gonna point this out, and and never can even say this. We're not wrestling fans, but obviously when we grew up, we all watched wrestling, and you're talking, you know, obviously when we were kids, we were, we got to witness the Attitude Era, so we got to see, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, you know, the early years of Triple H, um, the Hardy Boys, you know, the the Dudleys, you know, Edge and Christian. And, and you know, obviously we got to witness one of the greatest, you know, no table, you know, tables, ladders, and chairs match to have ever been witnessed in, in, in WWE's history. Still one of the matches that is always looked back to this day between the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and, and the Hardy Boys. And so, you know, it, it just the attitude error in general. I mean, nothing against Rufus Aggression. I think Rufus Aggression, I will say maybe athletically wise, was probably like the better year, the better era of the WWE, because you're talking about Brock Lesnar being like a freak of an athlete, and obviously the Bobby rise of John Cena. Huh? Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Yeah, so I mean, it, it definitely a different era as far as athleticism goes. But like you know, the attitude era was just it was just so cool and in your face and against you know obviously against you know you know had Steve Austin like pouring you know pouring beer on on Vince McMahon and all that. So the attitude era is one of like the coolest things that we get to to brag about that that was like our our era of wrestling especially because of the way wrestling is now because uh yeah yeah <laughs> that's all I gotta say <laughs> um number two I mean let, let's face it like if there's one there's a reason why a lot of the stuff from the 90s is kind of coming back into the uh into the woodwork as far as like fashion goes like you know yeah, things are coming back from from you know everybody wants to wear filas now like you know 
So I, I think, I think the the cult the nineties culture is is something that people are you know people are wearing fanny packs again, um, snapbacks. Well, I, actually, not everybody's going to dad hats now, but um, the style is kind of going back to that nineties look. I don't know if you've noticed that, Edward. I'm trying to think. But anyway, <laughs> clearly the 90s influence is, is being impactful right now to the current fashion. And I, I think it's kind of cool and interesting because I just, you know, especially because they make fun of us because, you know, the 90s was a weird look. Uh, but anyways, but I, there's, I'm not saying it's full on 90s look, but it, the influence is there. So, uh, so that, that clearly like the nineties was very impactful and that's all, you know, the eighties as well. But I mean, like when you think of people from like the millennials, most people refer to the nineties and then number one, I mean, kind of going back to the nineties, like there was, you know, movies and yeah, movies and music that was just to this day is still, is still like looked back at. Yeah. So, I mean, Nirvana. Like, I mean, that, that's a band that I mentioned before. One of the biggest bands that was in for the 90s uh, in that era. You know, hip-hop was was on its own another level as well with, you know. So, the the 90s culture was definitely, like, uh, a something that's so that was so different. Never going to be replicated, but it, it's definitely one of those cultures. And, I mean, you got people now still listening to, to that music and still watching those movies from back in the 90s, so. I, I, yeah, that's like definitely the the cool part about being millennial. I, it's just that era was just its own thing, and it's it's really cool to be a part of that. So that is my three up. All right, all right. So here's my three. My number three is you could be gaming in the same room when it came to video games. Huh? You could be gaming in the same room when it came to video games. Like you didn't have to have an online subscription to play together. You know, you, all you had to do was uh, back in the PlayStation Two before they brought out the online. It was the multi-tap. If you wanted to play like a, a game that had more than just two players. Okay. You remember that? Yeah. I think it was like it made it more of a party. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So, um, there's also, that's, uh, my number three, my number two, I'm gonna have to jock you off of it for the WWE or slash before back in the day, WWF, the attitude era with the rocks, Stone Cold, Triple H, um, you know, Shawn Michaels, X-Pac, Road Dog, um, you know, the uh, Jeff Hardy, the Party Boys, and the Dudley Boys, you know, those were the days. And that was badass. That was wrestling back in the day. And then, um, see, am I missing a guy that was big back in the day? Um, the Undertaker. Even though he wasn't really part of the millennial era, but I guess you could say the, uh, the, the motorcycle rider undertaker American badass the American badass era yeah he was part of the millennial era um and then number one maybe you 
maybe you maybe you uh you could uh you could agree with me on that one um Um, Bonito. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the coolest uh, campaigns that Nike ever did. Uh, I kind of wish they brought that back in some way. Yeah, it's hard to get it back, but still, it's just. Yeah. So that, that was back in the day. If anything, I still would like to learn how to do a bunch of those tricks that I just know how to do. But a lot of that has to do with flexibility and mobility and also having an ankle at 100%, which I don't. So Learning all those tricks, but you still can't, can't master a pass. Yeah, but it's okay. Score goals. Didn't miss, three in, didn't miss three in the game. All right, guys. That was uncalled for, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna do what you do. I'm just gonna do what you do. Guys, so that's the show. Fuck you, man. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, would you, you like to take the range? Cool. <laughs> oh, fuck would you, you man. Like to take, would, you, would you like to take the range, please? Nah, go ahead and t- try to try to try to try to do what I do at the end. <sighs> You know I can't. No, go ahead, Mister Mister. I scored a goal. All right, and with an injured foot too. All right, guys. So <laughs> that's the show. That was our three hundred three down. Being a millennial, you know, it was actually pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I can just feel Hector staring at me all across this house to my house. I can really feel it. <laughs> Oh man. All right. So thank you guys for joining in and um I'm gonna let Hector take over. No, you're gonna continue. <laughs> you're gonna continue, Mr. Escort of Goal. You can you can finish this through. You apparently great finisher with an injured foot. So thank you to to everybody who listened tonight or today, this Friday. I'm over here tonight. And uh Shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Um, thank you for being there for us. We love it. I'm sure Hector loves it too, even though he's not saying anything. Yeah, there you go. There's the, there's the love. Um, and also shout out to the Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up, and um, you can follow them on Twitter at Radio Unhinged. So. Yep. I mean, uh, what? You're, I, I know you want to laugh. Go ahead. You know no, you keep going. Me. You're doing so great. <laughs> You're doing great, no. sweetie. No. What? Shit. I was like, it's my first time ever closing. You're doing also, great, sweetie. Also, shout out to my baby girl, Alejandra Gomez, even though she's not really my baby girl. I just always, I always tell her, like, I love her and all this stuff. But, you know, I love, I love, I love her, her awesome designs. And so, you know, so, you know, shout out for the design that she made for us, A&G Graphics for the logo. So if you guys want a badass design, killer design, um, hell, you might want to start your own, you know, soccer crew, you know, have a badass team logo, put embroidered in your jerseys or even just carry around in your, a decal in your car. 
can go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics on Instagram. That's a.g.graphics with an X at the end. So, you know, she can actually hook it up. I'm pretty sure Hector can put in a good word for all y'all whoever wants to reach out to her for designs. And then, of course, we can't forget the the man, the myth, the legend, the future COVID survivor, um, Roosevelt Spencer, who our producer, and he makes the sick beats. He makes sure we sound good. I'm pretty sure he's trying to make me sound good, and he's probably also laughing his ass off at me trying to close this up. But you know what? 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 I hear you snickering over there. No, keep going. You're doing great. You're doing great. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. We love you, bro. And, uh, you know, next time you're in town, with not with COVID, you know, we'll go ahead and uh, get you some Taco Bell. Pretty sure that she'll purge your system right up. You know, take all the bad stuff and the good stuff all out. You know, also shout out to Taco Bell, I guess. Um, but, you know, just uh, I'm pretty sure that Taco Bell will help out with, uh, you know, getting everything that ails you. And since you don't have taste buds, you know, you can eat it as much as you want and you won't be disgusted by it. All right, cool. Sounds good, brother. But I really do hope you get better. Um, if you guys want him to give you some dope beats just like ours or, you know, make your own style, if you want to, you know, if you got inspired by the, um, you know, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, well, Kendrick Lamar commercial, yeah. Dr. Dre commercial that's coming out for the Super Bowl. You got inspired. You want some beats, you know, reach out to Spencer, you know, at on Instagram at that guy dope. No, it's not D-A-T. It's T-H-A-T-G-U-Y-D-O-P-E. That guy dope on Instagram. All right, Spencer, I just filled it out. I know how to spell it, even when I'm tired as fuck. But <laughs> all right, and I'm going to let Hector take over now. All right, so that's the show. <laughs> thanks for listening. Catch, uh, thanks you for later episode seventy three. Catch us next week for episode seventy four. Um, I don't want to. Uh, oh, you know what? We do have a a special guest uh, for episode seventy four, a special interview. So I'm really excited about it um, coming for episode seventy four. So stay tuned and catch us next week for episode seventy four. Take care, guys.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.